This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where new signings are guaranteed a great debut. Join and choose your welcome offer at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live. Because you shouldn't have to change teams, even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Back for Arfield. One up early. Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Oh, what a goal. What a goal from Robbie Blake. Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the fire finds the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Claret and Blue. Oh goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Michael Kelly! Oh, that's justice! That is justice at the Avex Stadium! 
barely a level and deserved to be. Get in, get in, champion is champion. How are we all? How are we all? As you can see, it's me, John Redmond of Turcast. It's Sam of Claret's Roundup. He likes to chat. How are you doing, Sam? I'm not bad, mate. Yourself? Yeah, very good. Very good. Nice, nice day at work today. Enjoyed oh, going to work I today. Know. I know. I know. <laughs> And it's Dan from Turf Morehouse TV. How are you doing, mate? I'm absolutely champion, pal. Absolutely champion. Champion, hey, champion. champion. <laughs> what? I don't have a structure for this at all. Normally, I'm like, let's talk about the match. I don't care about the match. I'll be honest. I don't want to sit here and go, oh, yeah, we wouldn't play that well, really. Because we've just won the league at Ewood Park. I don't care how we play. I'm sure when I calm down in about 20 minutes, I will actually ask them questions. But for now, I don't actually care. Sam, I'll start with you. How did that feel to do what we did last night? Oh, I, I said to my dad before the game, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. That I'll never see that again in my lifetime. Watching Burnley in, in, in the backyard of your biggest rivals win a league title and be able to just laugh all over them. Like, without even, you know, because there's still a possibility of them getting the playoffs, but we literally shat all over that last night. It's like, you know, it's it, it, it almost felt like everything came together of, you know, we won the league, we didn't even have to play well, we had makeshift centre-halves and we still... Uh, you know, go back to that old Anthony Joshua. It the first time felt so nice, I had to do it twice, <laughs> like two times in a row. Oh, and you know what? They always go on, oh, you've got six fingers, showed you six fingers. Well, I'll tell you what, there's my six fingers. And that's number one, how many times we've beaten you in a row. And number two, how many points we've got off you this season. Again, <laughs> again. Fantastic. Dan, tell me how it felt last night for you. See, a lot of people think you get promotion. And then sort of the title, it's just like, yeah, well, we knew it were coming. But if it, if it had come against QPR, it would have been, yeah, fine, brilliant. The fact that it's come at Ewood Park, back in your hole, back in your cage, back in your back stable, in I don't know where you are. Um, <laughs> you just, you know, go and, just go and chew away with your sister or something. Honestly, enjoy yourself. Uh, we were there. I had a hangover this morning. Uh, I had a full bottle of red last night, so that was interesting. Um, I had, as I said, I think I said it online. I had a bottle of 19 crowns, but I changed the title to 1995 crowns. <laughs> um, but no, it, it was it's absolutely amazing. Such a buzz, such a good feeling. And you wake up in the morning thinking, did that actually happen last night? And uh, social media doesn't lie, it certainly did. Yeah, it was. I woke up sort of like. I knew it had happened because I still had a bad head, but I'm like, did, you actually, did that actually happen? Like, it's such an incredible feeling. Like where we both watching, because obviously the 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 scumbag screwed us over with tickets. Um, I think I was the only I was I was lucky enough to get there. Um, all only through the ballot, I got some stick last night of someone that I know quite well. So I think he was joking. So, oh yeah, here we go. Of course you got tickets. I know I genuinely won through the ballot. Like I did it myself. I had to cheat a little oh, bit really? with the ballot, and I, I hope the club don't watch this. Because I put, I, you know, like I, I wanted to sit with my dad ideally, 
but I put but if I'd have put them both in as one thing, it can't only counts as one yeah. ballot entry. So I put them in as two separate ballot entries. I'm like, oh, we won't sit together if you do that and you both win. I was like, well, that's fine by me because I knew that if we won, I could just put him there. You know, no one would say, oh, you know, you know, if you sit yeah. where you want, the way it is. Um, so I created two separate entries, and thankfully one of them got it, but my dad had to miss out. But I don't think he was too bothered at the end, to be honest. Um, Dan, I'll start with you this time. Where do you watch it? You said you had a bottle of red, so you're either somewhere in a vineyard in Italy or you were at home. <laughs> Certainly felt like it this morning. Um, the the uh, wine sweats were in full motion, but other than that, no, I sat on the sofa. I did a watch along online for the game, and I've, I've watched it back the moment that the full time whistle went, and I. I think I need to get a bleep machine. Uh, the F word crept out quite a few times. Man. I'm blaming the wine, but then yet again, I've, I've watched a few of mine back and there's a few F words, so I can't really blame it. But it was just, like, as I say, um, watching it from home, uh, every man and his dog, so, uh, you're still looking all over social media, people's videos of the fan zone and things like that. It just looked amazing. Um, but yeah, why not, why not sit in the best seat in the house where it's warm? I mean, I know the best seat would have been at Ewood, but... Yeah, I was freezing though, to be honest, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Again, I don't care. Uh, Sam, what about yourself, buddy? Uh, I watched it from home with, with the old man. Uh, obviously, no chance of getting tickets there, is there really? I mean, you no. know, we're not all famous like you, Paul, but. Here we go. That's what I got last night. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, the occasion still felt like the occasion all day, shitting my briefs, like literally just not, you know, frightened all day. Got to about an hour before kickoff, like pacing up and down kitchen, didn't have a clue what we were going to do. And then, you know, start the game started and I'm thinking, oh, first 10 minutes, what controlling game yeah, looked we'll great. Then, first 10. then, then yeah. all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, they, we just couldn't play football, couldn't make a pass, couldn't do anything. That, that, that end of the first half and middle of the second half was absolutely horrible to watch. Like, because... You know, from the from the first game, we went into that first game and we were so dominant. They didn't have anything. They didn't touch the ball. You know, we, we yeah. crowded them with numbers. This time around, it didn't feel like that. It felt like they were definitely the team that was on top. You have to give them credit there. In the only credit I'm going to give them is for a brief spell, they were actually pretty decent. Mm. Still didn't win though. No, well, we've won the title, and you guys can miss out on playoffs. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, obviously. I know I saw someone in, in, in the chat earlier saying they're surprised uh, Viz is not here yet. I, I've known that Viz is obviously flying back and stuff, so I presume he'll be too knackered. I'm going to do a um, sort of end of season review at some point. I'm literally going to ask everybody who's been on Turfcast this season to come on. So hopefully you can make it on that one. Um, but get your comments yeah. in. Let us know how you are feeling. Anti Football says, I've read this one. Pre, pre-hand this time. Last time, something about a threesome. I put it up on the oh, I should probably take that off. <laughs> anti-football says, anti-football still buzzing a, a saggy tits off after polishing off a bottle of Benny in honour. If you if, if you drank a full bottle of Benny last night, then fair play. Fair play to you. Uh, Martin McCavitt says, I'm a bit hungover, lads. Uh, the true Red Forest fan says, welcome to the Premier League. Uh, I've already put this comment up, but I didn't get to mention it because we were chatting. Neil Layfield says, afternoon, lads, still at work, champions. Murich, Murich, Murich. Now, I do want to mention, Neil, because, of course, Neil is normally the one that's on the channel every single week. Um, Turfcast panellist, official. Um, so um, I asked him because he couldn't make this one because he's still at work. I think he's a teacher. I know he works in education. Um, so I'm sure Neil will correct me if I'm wrong, if he's still in the chat. Um, so I have asked him to send a video in so he can be a part of it. So here's Neil giving his thoughts on last night. 
All right, boys. Um, sorry I can't do this live. I hope everyone's hangovers manageable. Um, completely worth it, to be fair. Just a coffee for me today because I'm at work, so that's why I can't do a full-time show today. Um, and to be fair, we can't wait to get that one out. Um, can't wait for me to get that one out. Um, what can I say? Does it matter about the game? Not really. Um, all that matters is that we are the champions. We've done it at Ewood. Um, it's been a long time coming. I know it was a bit annoying. Um that we didn't wrap it up earlier, but it was totally worth it to see those scenes last night. 100% jealous of anybody there. This, uh, to quote Noel Gallagher at Nebworth, this is history. This is history. Um, this is something that's unlikely to ever happen again. The um, the cynic in me thinks that they've planned this. That's why they've been stolen and winning the league. But I don't know. I'm just watching the scenes of it there. Um, Barnsley with the, with the uh, chicken's head on. Unbelievable. I... I I'm going to miss that shit else. But we've got a new one in Connor Roberts anyway. So, um, anyway, all good. Amazing. I, what can I say about the game? It, as I say, it doesn't really matter. But we weren't at our best. It was a very frustrating watch. Um, very tense. Um, Charlie Taylor was going to give me a heart attack. I'm pretty sure of it. Um, but, yeah, we've done it at, at their ground. And they are fuming about it. They will never be able to recover from this. Um, their support is 100% tin pot. There were so many empty blue seats. Um, it was embarrassing, embarrassed for them. Um, but we're bigger and better than them. Bring on the Premier League. We are more than equipped for it. Get in there, boys. Cheers, Neil. Thank you for that. Uh, he says bang on, mate, as well. So I presume that's me saying he's a teacher. Uh, to be honest, Neil, as soon as I started playing that video, I knew you were a teacher um, due to the, the <laughs> shirt and jumper combination. Uh, geography by any chance? Um, but no, thank you for that, Neil. I appreciate it. Obviously, I know a lot's been said about the ticketing situation. Loyal supporters like yourselves couldn't make it because of what they did. Um, it looked shit, didn't it, Sam? It looked really, really shit last night on on TV. And one of the things that annoyed me the most is when I got back in the car to watch the Benson goal, because of where the cameras are situated, mm -hmm. obviously it bends in and it's just it goes in. It's just empty seats. Like mm -hmm. imagine how good that would have looked when that went in. Such a good yeah. goal, such an important goal, and it just fucking ruined it. Ruined it. Like I mean, you know, we've 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 talked about it over. You know, in recent weeks about it, like you know, I, I said since the get go, I think it's embarrassing. I think I think it's a shocking uh, decision from them because it's not exactly. I mean, you know, the best striker they've had in since Alan Shearer, they've sold him for absolutely nothing, and they've not got any money from ticket sales. They've, they've all they've done is play themselves because we still yeah. won the league on their ground anyway, regardless yeah. if there were eight thousand, two thousand, ten people there, we still did it. So. We might as well let 8,000 Burnley fans just laugh it away because, you know, right now, every single one of us is laughing at you regardless. Yeah. Twitter, in person, wearing a Blackburn shirt now must be extremely embarrassing. Like, And, you know, here we are now, sat in here, champions of the championship, lost three yeah. games all season, of the most goals of anybody, been the best team easily, and, you know, I, part of me wants to agree with Neil. I, 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 I've... I've, I've said since the international break, I think we've been relatively poor going forward. I think defensively we still look fine, but I think creating chances and things like that, we have we have looked a little bit off it. Whereas in in, in it, it all kind of came down to that moment for me of when we win the title, none of it matters. Like uh, the Rotherham game, the Reading game, like the QPR game, all frustrating, but it really don't matter. Because yeah. I'm going to say it a million times on this podcast, but. We've done it in your own back garden. I know it's mad, isn't it? Like, remember the meltdown last week, and I think I was saying on the, on the, on the show, like we won't we won't remember this game 
Like, we won't remember this QPR game in three, yeah. four days, even if we get beat by Blackburn, because then we're going to be more frustrated about losing at Blackburn. Um, but I'm I'm glad now we lost against QPR. Um, I'm glad we fucked it up against Rotherham. I'm glad we fucked it up against Reading, because we've won it in your own backyard, um, as Sam said. I'm sure I'll say it quite a few times as well. Uh, but Dan, it, it did look a bit shit, though, didn't it? I think that's the only thing that, that does ruin it a bit for me, the fact that they were so petty about it. But they can be petty about it, the club. The fans can then be petty about it themselves, going, oh, well, it's funny, it's funny. It just shows... It shows it says more about them than it does about us. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if there's 10,000 there, as Sam said, or 10 people, we still won the league in your own backyard. Exactly. Exactly. It's there. It's written in the stars. It's done. Um, it's cemented. Uh, it's a painful one in their memory, but it's an absolute luscious, glorious thunder bastard in ours. And um, I, I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, even just, even though I've watched the goal numerous times back and watched it again, and I'm watching it again. It's just that even the commentary is Benson. It's yeah. just, you know, just, oh, yeah, gives me uh, chills. But from a fan perspective, very, very petty from them. Very petty and uh, bitter. Mm-hmm. Very, very bitter. Uh, even me, even me, wine weren't that, that bad compared to their sourness. But yeah. on, the, on the flip side, on the flip side, uh, great goal, great performance. And uh, I don't know whether anyone's mentioned it or not yet, but we've uh, we've won it in their backyard. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about that goal is he scored it three weeks in a row now. Like, yeah. at, what point, at what point do fullbacks not think to themselves, just show him outside? Just I, I, know, I know it's easier said than done. I respect that. And I'm, I know footballers aren't as thick as people like to make out. And they will obviously be trying to show him down, but just try harder. It's literally copy and paste. I think he scored that goal five times this season now. Um, scored it against Rotherham twice, scored it in another own game and obviously scored it in the last three. Um, but he's just a beautiful player, isn't it? And to say that he got the man of the match off Sky Sports, apparently you two might know more than me than this. Apparently Benny got the man of the match from Sky Sports. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. So he was only on the, on the pitch for 30 minutes mm-hmm. and that just shows like, all right, we'll get into the game in a little bit. I will discuss the game, to be honest, in, in, in after this. But it just goes to show that how much more quality we have than them when we're doing something like that, don't it, Sam? I, I just think, you know, I feel, I feel like when 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 you bring up players like Benson Zareri, it it, it it just brings a smile to your face because I, 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 I've said it all season long and people keep going back and saying, you know, you say the same thing over and over again, but we've seen Dwight McNeil with no pace, Robbie Brady with no pace, flicking his foot around the ball and not actually touching it. We've seen... You know, players like Keith Tracy and players like that, just not fast at all. And you know, Michael Kitely, technical players, but not fast. This is this is what Burnley fans have screamed out for for years: is just give us a player who can carry the ball and make something happen himself. And it was Zaruri at the midpoint in the season, and 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 before Benson got injured. But now, it's it's Manuel Benson, and every time he gets the ball. I, like you say, Joe, it, it's so much easier said than done, but he has the ability to take you on the outside, on the inside. He has the ability to go one-on-one with you and run straight at you. And and, yeah. and he he's so creative when he gets the ball into the box, when he when he squares it across the box, when he has a shot. And in, Iron Robin made an entire career bending it off his left foot. Manuel Benson is extremely good at that. And... and yeah, like I say, it just brings a smile to your face, doesn't it? Because he's just such a little world beater. And when he came on, it just it, you were just like, 
yeah, all right. Like, you know, we're not playing great, but he'll he'll put the team on his back and he'll do it and he's shown it and he's done it again. And in your own backyard. <laughs> <laughs> You're right though, Sam, because sometimes in the last in the last few weeks, well not the last few weeks, it's been brilliant, but like the few weeks before that, like I'd sometimes get a bit frustrated that he's always trying to cut inside and bend it in. But I think like a, like you said, he can also get down the outside and then come in. He's done that a few times and got a few assists like that. So now I just think fullbacks are like, what on earth do I do with this player? Because if I show him outside, he's probably going to beat me for pace and then come round me and then into the box that way and play a nice square pass. Or he's just going to bend it in and stick it in the top bin like he has done three games in a row now. But um, yeah, Dan, it just goes to show, doesn't it, that the, the, the quality that we have compared to them, because I will get into it in a minute, but they had large spells of the game where they're on top. But there's no big chance where you can look at and say, oh, good job to miss that. Yeah, I mean, if you had to sort of put your finger on one, it would be the where he, he sort of took a shot and it took a deflection off our player and gone over Murich's goal. But that's it. Uh, everything else has been sort of just here and there. Um, we we deserved something from it, especially if you they say that games sort of, you know, things sort themselves out. I mean, you look at that performance against QPR to the performance uh, in that, that game yesterday, there were similar spells where we just looked second, where we were second best. But we did a QPR where we where we were second best, but still managed to get the result. Um, I don't know, oh, did we go back to sort of the odd dash tactic maybe? Who knows? But, um, but the thing is with Benson as well, that's another reason why he was brought in. He was brought in for that. You know, I think yeah. company said that he's great at one-on-ones um, and trying to take people on. I just, yeah, I'm just elated, happy, flaming. You, you can't find the perfect super, is it superlative to um, to say about it, but it's just absolute madness. I'm just glad that no matter how much they thought they were in this game and the manager talking absolute piss about. Like, oh, they've been in the Premier League for so many years and, you know, it's the parachute payments. Good, it? just, just, just if you're watching John Daltermasson, just if you're watching, mate, right, I'm, gonna, I'm talking to you now directly into the camera, you piece of shit. <laughs> this, is, this is where we're going with this. And you can say all you want about parachute payments. Us going up at the first time of asking, you should be on your knees thanking us because you get that second bulk of money. You and every other team, even Huddersfield, after giving a shit, they'll even get some as well. So, you know what? You should be thanking us. We did you a favour. You don't need the playoffs anyway. You just get more heartache when you don't make it. Yeah, good luck to finishing eighth, uh, John Dahl. But um, it's, it's just it's just a lazy, lazy thing to say. And I'm surprised at him because I liked him as a player and I was a little bit gutted when he went to Blackburn. Not because I thought he would be, be a good manager because I didn't know much about him as a manager, but I liked him as a player. Obviously won the Champions League as well. Um, so I was a bit gutted. And you think for somebody who's done so much in the game and have a little bit more knowledge and a little bit more... Um, well, it's just knowledge, really. But this, just the fact that he said that, it's just a lazy, lazy thing to say at us when we've done well. Oh, well, parachute payments, you should do. Where are Watford? Down in 11th, is it? Where are Norwich? 7th, 6th? I, I don't know where they are. They're, they're not top of the league, 30 points ahead of you. Where's Sheffield United? Yeah, they're second behind us. All right. They, they weren't in the Prem last year, but they were the year before. What did they do with their parachute payments? Pissed them all away. Middlesbrough are still receiving them, I think, or they've only just finished receiving them. There's a lot of teams in the Championship still getting parachute payments. We've just done it and done it properly. But like you said, one of the funniest things, it's not as good as winning the league there, but it's definitely up there 
is the fume, the fume that they've been doing all over Twitter. Like, don't get me wrong, if Blackburn won the league in, in my back in, in our backyard at the turf, I'd be gutted, I'd be devastated, but I wouldn't be on Twitter for about a week. I would literally probably delete yeah. the app off my phone. I just wouldn't be on it. I don't I don't understand why fans are like, ah, well, this, that, this, this, and this. It just it, your fume is just making it better for us. I literally bathed in the tears of the bastard fans last night. And it was beautiful, wasn't it, when Josh Brownell lifted the inflatable trophy at the home end in their faces, rubbing it in. It was absolutely magical. And I, thankfully... I'm sure Company did a bollock in, didn't he? He did. But company, company, to be fair, that Blackman fan that I had on the pre-game show messaged me saying, I've got loads of respect now for Company. I'll add it me as what happened. I'm like, oh, what do you mean? Because when Brownell did that thing, he, 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 he apologised to fans and stopped him and bollocked him. Um, which is fair enough. Company's obviously a man of respect, unlike John Dahl. Um, but it was brilliant for me because I actually got that on, on video. So I will bring it in and just show it now, just for those of you that haven't seen it. There he is, just doing it there. Beautiful. Look at him! Look at him! <laughs> Look at that guy, he picks the bottle up. That is one of the best videos I think I will ever capture. ESPN, they've got a million Twitter followers. They've messaged me and asked if they can use it to tag me in it. I've just had to fill a format for Sports Bible there on it. Second tier used it. It's all over. I've just been on Twitter and see three accounts stole it. I'm never that asked about that because I don't make any money off it anyway. So, um, But that's absolutely brilliant, weren't it, Sam? To see Josh do that. I respect company saying sorry because he's obviously got a lot of respect. But Josh Browner, we, we're all going on about how Teller's going to be the new shithouse that Barnes is leaving. And don't get me wrong, Teller was literally two yards behind Brownell. It makes me laugh, Teller, because they're all there celebrating. Teller sees Brownell being a dick at corner's eye and think, yeah, I'll go over there and do that instead. <laughs> like, he, just, he just can't help himself, can he? But Brownell, what a shithouse. It's absolutely beautiful what he did. I just think, like, it just, it fits the occasion. You know, like, it, it, obviously, you know, to bring it back down to a little bit more of a logical level. It's a huge game. Like, it's a big game for both sets of fans, you know, and if we lost, we'd be devastated because they're because the, then their narrative is we stopped them winning the league at our yeah. ground and prevented it a week. I mean, it's not exactly much to shout about, is it really? Whereas ours is a little bit more like, you know, once in a lifetime opportunity and to say that we've lived through it, it's just crackers. But, like, I just think... Going back to you know uh, John Dahl, like like you say, I I thought he was a brilliant player back in there, and yeah. as soon as he went to Blackburn, I thought, oh God's sake, like now nah, you can't like him now, like you just can't. And he's he's pushed this narrative all week. This isn't what he said just after the game. He pushed. He was forcing that narrative at the start of the week yeah, when he was doing the preparation for playing, as it was parachute payments, and they they are where they are because of this, and they are where they are because of that. We've played the same amount of games as you. We're not on minus two goal difference, you know. Mm. We're we're not, you know. We've spent our money well, and I, I I've always I've always said with the parachute payments thing, I, I don't pay much attention to it because I just think it's a stupid thing that fans say because they would like they want to be us, like they want to be what we are this season. Every team in the championship wants to be thirty points clear of the teams that are in playoffs where. You've got Blackburn who are, oh, we're going to make it in playoffs. 
mate, we booked up like 14 weeks ago. Like, it doesn't matter to us. Like, we're in a position now where we're looking for the Premier League. We're getting done for investigations for fielding different international players playing in different games against different shit teams and drawing nil-nil. We don't care. We're 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 experimenting. Like, bring Costello back and put him in for next game. Like I don't care. <laughs> anybody. Like all, all all I am bothered about is, you know, uh, I'm happy that we've won the game. I'm happy that we've won the title. Everything came together in one big moment. And Josh Brownell staring Blackburn fans in the face, watching him like, come on, God, what's Josh Brat like? Brownell's not thinking of you. Brownell doesn't think oh, Bob from Blackburn. He, he scares the life out of me. He's thinking, you all look like cretins. You all look stupid. And we're just going to go lift the title while I'm on 50 grand a week and you lot can go crawl under whatever hole you live in. Like, he doesn't care. He's not bothered at all. No, no. Absolutely brilliant shithousing. Dan, what did you think of the shithousing by Josh? There's a comment here, by the way. I presume it's a Blackburn fan. Um, I've just clicked on the wrong one. Uh, there we go. Brownell should be fine. Spelt fine wrong. Uh, for what he did. He could have caused a riot. Um, well, not, not a riot as such, because they're not no one's gonna do anything, are they, really? But brilliant shithousing, weren't it, Dan? Yeah, of course it were. I mean it's good to see that there's a few players trying to play that role now. Yeah. I mean, Jack Cork's doing it silently just by getting cards and then getting up and just doing what he needs to do. Other people are doing it by, you know, doing the theatricals and, and things like that. Brownie's just been one of those sort of players where you know he had it in him, but he had to sort of be in a certain group to sort of bring it out of him a little bit. Uh, and in that moment, he was, <laughs> yes, Neil. Um, but it, it was... It's just a moment of history, like I say. It's one of those videos you'll probably think this is the best piece of footage I'm ever going to get at a Burnley game. And uh, it's not just the fact. So you could have happily kept that camera focused on those Burnley players, the celebrations, but you have caught it all. The the moment of him just being a shit house, those firing back, chucking bottles and stuff. I'm surprised Lancashire Police probably haven't been in touch, uh, let alone sports (laughs) battle and all that stuff. But um, yeah, absolutely tremendous. From one to the other, if it's not Connor Roberts on Instagram tagging it as Deadwood, uh, it's Josh Brownell lifting a trophy towards them. And yeah. uh, forever in our shadow, mind the gap, you bitter gits. Mind the gap, mind the gap, bastard rovers, indeed. <laughs> and it just makes it funny as well. It's not just the fume as well. It's the fact that they'd won the league in September. That random Rovers fan who's not from Blackburn on Twitter, he's called Rover Seas or something, just creating graphics, mind the gap, when they were, what, two, three points in front or something after three, four games? It's just embarrassing. Like The entire lot of them are embarrassing. I'll, I'll take that back. Dan's all right from Rovers chat. But you, you do get a couple. There's a lot of them that are just, just they're so desperate for a bit of success because they haven't had any since, what, 2001? Oh, that was funny yesterday. You two wouldn't have seen it. I forgot about this. I don't know if they showed it on TV, but they made a big deal about it just about 10 minutes before games. Like introducing so-and-so, 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 so-and-so. Our League One promotion players. They give a round of applause. Hooray! And everyone's just laughing their heads off at Burnley. And like, League One promotion. They didn't even win it. They finished second. That's the level <laughs> of success that they've been used to. And they're making a big deal out of it. Oh, the anniversary of the League One promotion. And where they're about to win the league in their own backyard and they're celebrating that, it was so funny. Um, but uh, yeah, what shit houses, fantastic. Um, champions says VJ, I hope I pronounced that right, mate. Um, 
But yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, let's talk about the actual match then. We've had, we've had half an hour of gloating. Uh, so let's talk about the actual match then. Uh, Dan, I'll start with you. Um, well, I'll give my opinion then, Dan. You can you can come in what you say. Everybody as well in the chat, please get your um, promotion. Uh, promotion. It's on the brain. It's on the brain. Please get your uh, thoughts on the game in and I will read them on screen as well. But I thought first 10 minutes, Sam's kind of already gone, gone over it already, but first 10 minutes I thought we started well. Um, it was a slight half chance from Zorora and nothing really um, that we were creating too much. But after that, I just think, I think we were giving the ball away too much and that then got Blackburn's confidence up and then they started pressing as they thought, hold on a second here, they, these aren't as good as we think they are. They're not playing that well. And obviously I would like to point out at this stage that we played with makeshift centre-backs um, you know, people like Teller were missing. I've just been on TikTok on a live. You can follow me on there if you want. Just search Turfcast Podcast on on TikTok uh, with a Blackman fan and Simon who used to come on the podcast. Um, and he was saying like, oh, you know, we were, you know, I thought we were a lot better. I saw these. I thought, oh, you won't do this well next year in Prem with these players. I'm like, like, we were playing Charlie Taylor, left back at centre-back. Calm down, you know what I mean? Um, but I think because of that, we were giving the ball away a bit. And then Blackman did start winning the midfield battle. I thought Adam Wharton um, played quite well. Um he was uh, very good. I thought. I thought Charlie Taylor played all right defensively, but um, only in spells, and he gave the ball away a lot. Al Zakir were brilliant though. Markson again, he gets found out defensively a lot, um, and I thought he did yesterday. He gave the ball away too much, but that then, like I said, got Blackburn's uh, confidence up, and then got them into the game. They started pressing us more. They played well, and then again, first first fifteen minutes of the second half was pretty similar. They were the better side, um, but then we made the changes. Brought Jack Cork on brought Benson on, and then it's one of them where uh, Jack Cork's in the middle and all of a sudden we just look so much better in the middle. I don't know why we don't play him. I don't know why we don't start him. That's my only gripe um, recently over the last few weeks is Jack Cork's been fit and ready to play, but he's not been playing. I know it's about managing it because he's the wrong side of 30 now. Uh, well, the right side, depending on if you're me. Because um, I don't want to say wrong side of 30 when I'm near the 40. Um, but... Um, yeah, he should be playing every week. And of course, Benson, he then provided the outlet and he was absolutely fantastic. Scored the screamer. I say should have had a second. So close to having a second. Mm. Um, that would have been the te- technical ability on that to, to get it down. Um, well, just hit it first time and then and then hit the bar from there to have, get it so close. Um, but I don't care that we didn't play that well. I don't care that Charlie Taylor kept giving me an heart attack because he was the ball away. I don't care that Ian Martson got found out a bit uh, defensively because he does every week. And I don't care that they won the midfield battle for 60 minutes because when it mattered, we won the midfield battle and we won that midfield battle, got it to our good player who scored an absolute screamer. But Dan, your thoughts on that, mate? Um, pretty much similar to what you were saying there. I mean, I couldn't really put it any better other than we changed the game in like the 66th minute. The substitutions, the introduction of J-Rod and Benson really did change the game in our favour a little bit. Um, I were starting to worry a little bit that the game was getting away from us and I thought the longer this goes on, we could easily be punished here. Um, but, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to admit it. No one wants to admit that against the rivals. Um, but, in the end, again, a moment of brilliance just shone through. After that, again, you know, I, I, going back to that opening of the, of the game as well, it was very fast-paced, one-touch passes, free, uh, one minute it's at our box, next minute it's at theirs. It was almost like pinball. Um, but we got the job done. We got the job done. And we did, as I said earlier, we did similar to what other teams have done or to what we've done of old. And we've had to dig deep, find a way, uh, and finally, we've watched the Burnley side who does have a plan B and a plan C if plan A does go wrong. 
Yep, sure. Good points. Well made then. Uh, Sam, your thoughts on, on the actual game itself then? Yeah, um, I've kind of already touched on it, but yeah, you know, I don't I don't think we played very well at all. I thought it was really frustrating to watch. If if I'm honest, if I'm totally honest, I thought it was really frustrating. I, I you know, obviously, like I was saying before, you know, I was already anxious enough before the game, let alone when it first kicked off. And you know, I get sitting there, sat watching it with my dad, like, oh, we're easing into the game, we're doing quite well. And then all of a sudden, momentum just shifted and we just never seemed to totally, until we scored the goal, get anywhere anywhere near them. They were playing how we played in the first game where, you know, we were forcing errors. And the, the issue, the two things that I picked up in the game that, that obviously you worry about slightly, but obviously we're not going to be using that centre-back partnership very often. Yeah. But... The main one was the quickness, getting it out from the back. If you play the ball from centre-back to centre-back over and over and over and over again, and we play with Roberts and Matson higher up, they yeah. were basically playing as central midfielders and Cullen's dropping into that full-back slot. But all you're doing is going left and right and left and right. If you do that four or five times and they step up every now and then just a little bit more as a team, as soon as you play the ball, if you bollocks the pass up, they win the ball back with six players in an attacking position and they're going at you where you've got three defenders and everybody else chasing back. So every time we lost the ball, they were just breaking so quickly and getting numbers in the corners and getting the ball across the box. And the other thing is, for me, since the international break, I don't think we've had the same plan going forward. I don't think we've had the same space. I don't think we've had the same identity when we've got the ball playing the quick passes around the corner. I don't think we've been quick enough getting the ball out wide to our creative players. I think we've just been a little bit slower. And I think that, that's been my gripe with the last three games before this one. I think the Rotherham game was a tough watch as well because we never controlled the game, in my opinion. We had moments where we did oh. well. And I, I don't think we ever controlled the game. That QPR game was frustrating because we should have been 3 4 nil up in first half and then just out of nowhere, second half, and we just couldn't get going again. This game felt very much the same. I, I agree there. What's his name? That centre mid for Blackburn? Warburton? Wharton, yeah. Oh, Wharton, bloody hell. He's not bread, is he? Um, yeah, um, inbred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he, to be fair, I have to admit, he, he was very good last night. He, he Very, very, very good player. For a young lad as well, he controlled the game massively, but you didn't win, so who cares? Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. The only problem we had with Wharton is he's from Blackburn. Um, so I don't want to give him too much praise. Um, but um, that was quite funny yesterday on Twitter in the build-up to the game. They all started going, oh, you don't have any academy products in your team. Yeah, I saw that. Who cares? Who cares? Like, if you use their excuses, right? If, if you genuinely go and look at all the things that they've said, like it's almost like they're trying to say, well, uh, we have more academy graduates and, you know, like, oh, and we've done this and we won the league like a million years ago. And it's like, they expect all these things to just play into it. And the AFL are going to go, do you know what? You all make a really good point. Your first, Burnley, your eighth, swapping place is completely, you deserve to go up. It's like, shut up, man. You can't win football games. You've got minus two goal difference and you've got minus three now and you're crap. You've got terrible fans in your boring little silly stadium. You won't give us enough tickets and we're just laughing at you. We don't care. We're in the Premier League. We're going to have loads more money. It's not parachute money. It's Premier League money, mate. Who cares? Yeah, Premier League money is more. It's exactly. a lot more. 
So you can sit there crying. If you want to settle for mediocrity and make all the excuses, you can. Uh, thank you for your comments. Aaron Wright says the only positive I will give them is I will take Wharton as a court replacement. That's obviously never going to happen yet. Um, obviously, I'm a boner lad. I'd never play for Blackman. Um, um, Jerry, Dan, Jerry says, Dan's comment when Benson scored was a belter. I think that's meant to say. I can't stop laughing. Then later on, he says... This one's a bit weird. I don't know if if this is if this is um, appropriate, but it says, "Ask Dan how how Kate's arse is now." Is that something you said yesterday when Benson scored or something? <laughs> so the the missus was being quiet. I'm trying to I'm trying to speak to my missus about the game, but every time I ask her a question, she was tapping it in the chat. I'm like, I'm literally here. You can speak to me. But she's like, I feel like I need to be quiet. Um, uh, so I kept sort of like poking her inside at leg, like where her arse cheek is. And then I've sort of looked back at screen and I've just seen Benson wheeling away. So I'm sort of like, and then as soon as the goal's gone in, I just jumped, screamed. I was calling him a beautiful, sexy foreign bastard and all sorts. So just everything came out that I could possibly think of. Um, but it was just, yeah, yes, yesterday was just a, a one-off. Yep, fantastic. Jack Paul. I don't said, usually poke her in the arse. <laughs> no, you should do it more often, mate. It's nice. Um, <laughs> Jack Palmer says, I was only able to start watching from about the 30th minute and I felt we were playing awful until the subs were made at half-time. Uh, well, just after half-time, he says, later on. And then we were on the front foot. Yeah, that's pretty much what we all said, mate. Agree with that. Uh, Paul Seidel says uh, they were out to wind us up that Costello knob two-handed shoved someone in the first few minutes they were constantly looking for aggro yeah then he goes on to say if you can't beat them kick them that was Rovers tactics uh, we yeah. def definitely dragged the game down to their level did Blackburn and I think that's why we ended up mm -hmm. playing as badly as we did because it was more of a battle than an open game and I think mm -hmm. we have more suit play more players now that are more suited to open free flowing games than we are battling games. I think that's why we struggled in the second half against QPR as well. Um, Suzu um, says, I thought Zorori's been getting a lot of unnecessary stick recently, so I watched him closely. Pains me to say that he was poor last night, refused to go off the touchline, and didn't really get stuck in. Again, I, th I think I've criticized Zorori a bit recently, and I got a bit of stick on Twitter for it recently, actually, um, because I, I went into him quite hard after the QPR game. I don't want to do the same today because we've just won the league in, in their backyard, um, but it, I, I want him to find the form that he had earlier in the season. He was unplayable. I've said it a million times, but he had Alan Brown on absolute toast against Preston. He needs to. He needs to find that again. Uh, Fly over Fred says, in your own backyard, nil Burnley won. Um, <laughs> VJ says, Champions don't care how. The goal was a wondrous strike. Honestly, I had a brilliant view of it. I don't do vlogs anymore because when I did match day vlogs, I used to get frustrated. Like I want to watch the match and I want to enjoy the match and worrying about getting my phone out and stuff. I'm like, you're 35, Joe, grow up. Um, so I've stopped doing it. Um, but I wish I had footage of what I saw last night. It was pure poetry, right? Because every Burnley fan knows that it's copy and paste. So when he got that ball down that right-hand side, my left as I'm looking at it, um, I said to the guy next to me, because I weren't sat with any mates because we all got random allocated seats. And I know I said that I would just bring people with me, but they didn't want to do it. And Simon were obviously disabled then, so he couldn't do it anyway. Um, but the guy next to me, I went, oh, he's got it. He's going to cut inside. And he cuts inside. I went, he's going to hit it. And he hits it. And it's in. And as it bent round and in, I don't know if, again, any, any of you two are there. I think, Sam, you're probably a bit young. Uh, when Micah Hard scored in 2005, it hit the exact same part of the net absolutely brilliant. I had a very similar view that day as well, right behind it. But yeah, we've not really touched on that goal, have we, actually? Um, 
it were absolutely fantastic, weren't it? It was such a good goal. Like if if there's mm. going to be a goal to win a league title in your arch rival's backyard, it's something like that, isn't it? Yeah, brilliant. yeah, absolutely brilliant. Like I mean, you you go like you go back to it again. Like just how good this recruitment's been, and and it brings the whole season you, you go back right to the start you dissect everything from every player and when he brought them in and how long it took for him to bed in and you've got these players now a lot of them feel like fit, finished products he is an unbelievable footballer and the commentary does it so much justice i know you were yeah. at the game and that must have been so much better i can't even lie but the commentary does it so much justice the way it screams benson and 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 I, I'm I was there in the living room and I just I, I literally and you're gonna you're gonna hate me for this but I was literally watching the game and I turned to my dad about thirty seconds before he scored and went there's absolutely no chance we win this game because we've been so crap and <laughs> the game just opened up like as I said it and then we won the ball in midfield and then we played it out and I'm like oh I might smoke a bit soon here but like, I thought. Maybe I, maybe I'm gonna start saying this again now. So every Burnley game next year, you're gonna see tweets of me saying, "Oh, don't shoot!" And if he shoots, it'll go in. <laughs> but um, no, like I also just really quickly wanted to jump back on the Zeruri thing as well. Like I think the thing with Zeruri, he's set his own benchmark. Yeah. And when you set it so high, it's hard to emulate that. So you can't do that every week. He was beating people for fun and cutting inside and scoring the same goals Benson was. You can't. You can't necessarily give him stick for not hitting the same heights. I actually think in the game, he played quite well. He was getting the one-touch passes and he was getting past his man. I mean, he got ranking Costello, a, 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 you know, a yellow card, even though he's a little rat face. But, um, you know, we man he managed to get him a yellow card. And and I, I just think sometimes in games, he can look like he's he's going a little bit missing. But I think sometimes that all also depends on what type of game we're in. If it's not that type of game when we've got people running at each other, yeah, well, like I've said to you, Joe, we've got wide midfielders that are just so different. Like every single one of them is different. Like Benson beats his man left and right, cuts inside on his left foot. Zareri can shoot, but he's more like a quick foot, like on the edge of the six-yard box, you know, ducking and weaving. You've got Churlin off to come off the bench. Everybody's different. And that's going back to what I was saying about recruitment. We've got something for every occasion now. You can change a game in every way. And I just think, you know, credit to Alan Pace, credit to company and credit to the players. Like they've, they've, given us a, a, a the ride of his life and I, and it's been an incredible season and I wish we could stay at championship to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like I've said it a million times, but easily the best season watching Burnley for me, mm -hmm. easily. And yeah. I know we finished seventh in the Premier League and people say that's a better achievement, which I agree it is, but mm -hmm. just for pure joy of watching a season, this season is my favourite. Um, mm -hmm. Dan, you've already given me your... Um, walk for of the goal. You're obviously poking your missus's bum. Um, so we've had that. But uh, <laughs> like, it's such a good goal in it though. Like, it's, it, I know, I know it's copy and paste, but I felt like yesterday's was better, probably just because of the occasion. Um, mm. And I haven't, I haven't watched the QPR one back and the Rotherham back yet. But it just felt like he was further out as well. I don't know. Someone will show me that he definitely wasn't. I don't know. But yesterday it was just to do it there in a game that meant that much. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people, if they are going to try and attempt that shot, come in a little bit more. He's literally just cut into the edge of the box. He's not, you know, just shaping up on the edge of the D or something like that. 
Um, so he's got sort of a, like you said, the Maka hard angle. Um, yeah. And it was just super. Those sort of goals win your games. Wade Elliott at Wembley, Manuel Benson at Ewood Park. Just, you know, these are things that have screamed us getting to where we are. Historic moments. Uh, and the ones that will live long in the memory. And I'm sure the song will change again to who put the ball in the bastard's net and it'll be super Manuel Benson. Yeah. Um, I think I think with Barnsley retiring, though, I think he, I think we should keep it. Ooh, yeah. Now. I, I, I like the Benson song we've got. It's a good song. Um, so give it to um, give it to Barnes. Well, not retiring, should I say, leaving. Um, I don't want to re- early retire him. I haven't earned anything inside info before anyone says anything. Um, <laughs> but I mentioned earlier about the fumes, Sam. I'll start with you because I know you like stuff like this. And you always go on rants. Um, but <laughs> they had quite a few um, decisions that they feel went against them. Um, I, you would have seen, you two would have seen stuff better than me. Um, obviously, with the with the um, the replays and the highlights and stuff like that. But they were complaining, and I've seen the still and I've seen the videos. And as much as I just want to inject it every time I do see these stills and these videos, have they got a point with that last minute Barnes handball? They clearly didn't see Murich and Barnes swap shirts, really, didn't they? So, like, <laughs> he, he was in net. He didn't, you know, they swapped. He, he's our new number one. He's actually Barnes for next season. Um, no, they have got a case. I can't lie. Like, you know, I, I, you know, I like to think that I'm relatively transparent when it comes to football. I'm not just, yeah, like, same. you know, I'm not just totally biased. Like, I, I do, think, <laughs> I do think it was a handball. Um, at the same time, everybody's had decisions go against him. You could go back to the first game of the season. Barnes should have had a penalty against Huddersfield. Like, shit happens. Get over it. Like, you also couldn't score to save your life for 95 minutes before it. It don't make a difference. Like neither could we, but we've got brilliant players, as as John Dow wanted to tell us. You know, we've only got individual performances. Oh well, we won again. I have to, you have to keep saying it. We still won the game. Um, the other thing with, you know, uh, when uh, the Blackburn fan commented commented on this, how why would you find Brownhill for doing that? Um, Schmodix kicked the ball in Jack Cork's face when he was on the floor, yep. and De- Josh Cullen, yeah. Like, He's it's, a prick, that guy. Yeah, he is. He's it. a prick. That's GBH. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. It's just, it, I don't know. It's, it's, I just don't know people's logic sometimes. But yeah, they were acting disgusting. There were fans next to the Burnley bench giving Lyle Foster shit for what yeah. seems on this video for about 20 yeah. minutes. And then the fact that he then turns around at full time and screams in his face against pure <laughs> poetry. It's just pure poetry. Um, I'll just read some comments out before we get Dan's opinion on that. Um, Charlie Whitehead, as you can see on screen now, says clearly handball. Stonewall penalty. Icky Punk says clearly handball, which makes it even sweet. M. Max says if they had VAR, it would have been a penalty. Simple as that. Um, Solent Clarence. This is this is one I was going to ask you two about actually. Um, so Dan, I'll come to you first because I didn't get your opinion on that red uh, on that yellow uh, pen. The pen, <laughs> the pen that they should have had, um, but. I was in a car with the lads on the way home last night and one of them was saying, well, we should have had a penalty. When Benson got pulled over, I didn't see that. Um, so what are your opinions on the Barnes handball and this that Solent's got on screen now when Benson was pulled over and we should have had a penalty in the box, apparently, because I haven't seen it. Um, to be honest, th- this case is for both. Um, but the, I think with the Benson one, it was very... You, sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. Uh, it, it was one of those, depends what sort of referee you've got. Uh, I thought the referee were quite lenient in the first half. It's only the second half that he switched to arsehole mode. 
Um, but uh, the Barnes one is a, it's, it is a stonewall handball. Uh, you got to hand it to him. Uh, absolutely outstanding <laughs> shithousery. And if that's the final bit of shithousery he does before he uh, carries his little Gucci bag over his shoulder and walks out with a bit of a swag, um, then you know what, that'll do me. Yeah, fantastic. And um, what else were I going to ask about? Yeah, that's it. The point I'm going to make is, was it not last week when Smodic physically punched the ball into the net? All right, Blackburn fans will say, yeah. yeah, well, referees, the referee saw that and pulled it back. Yeah, but you were all taking piss on Twitter, laughing your heads off, going, oh, creating graphics of Smodic with a hand of God. It happens to you when you're all crying. That's the first point I've got to make. Number two, John Dahl Thomason. As much as I liked him as a player, he's clearly a prat as a manager because he turned around and, like you said, he mentioned in the press conference the handball. Sam, you mentioned that, didn't he? So he's obviously crying about that. But yet last week when their player physically punched it in the net, he's like, oh, didn't see anything. I haven't seen it back. Mm-hmm. Bollocks. It's just selective fucking vision. Um, and also... He, he was memory. in the fourth official's ears. He was in the fourth <laughs> official's ears as if to say, how's that not being allowed? How's it not being allowed? Smodzic just literally stood there going like it's a it's a it's a clean goal. I'm sorry, yeah. mate, but you was being watched by sky cameras. Yeah. I mean, you might as well just like walk into a shop, stuff shit down your jacket, and go what me? No, <laughs> that, that, that's what annoys me the most about that Smodzic thing. Yes, run away and celebrate to try and convince the ref. I do the same myself. But then when yeah. the ref goes, no, I've seen that. Come on, dickhead. When he's running in his face, going, I can't believe that. How, how how have you got no shame? You've got zero shame. And also, I'm just going to say then, they've got short memories, haven't they? Who remembers David Dunst going a five-yard offside goal? Everybody. That's embarrassing in itself. Exactly. And you celebrated like you won the World Cup. Who remembers Martin Olsen diving to get a penalty at the turn yeah. for him to win again there? A penalty which, which Dunst slotted away. And again, I've written Smodic down. Bobby spelt it wrong because it's a shit name anyway. Um, but he, he, he was cheating last week and cheating this week. He was legging Cullen up as, again, I think it was you, Sam, mentioned earlier. And all these people complain. I had a Blackman fan saying Jack Cork tried to intentionally injure an opposition player. It was it's disgraceful and he should be fanned. Hold on, Smodic literally kicked Josh Cullen. Literally kicked him with full force when they were running away. So you've got short memories, you've all got selective visions as well. What do you make um, of that Jack Cork incident? Because there was the one where he, he sort of come <laughs> off both feet, hasn't he? Uh for me, for me, it looks like he gets the ball, doesn't get the man, but the man's anticipating it. And yeah. I can understand that if it if it looks like that anyway, it does look like pure malice. He he's come off two feet. Yeah, but I think, I, think I, I don't know. That's one where I think he got a bit lucky there. Really. Them, I think it's one of them where it's probably not a yellow, but not a red either. Because if it had got the man, I think it's probably a red. But it's one of these with rules these days. They do say if you come off come off the ground and you and you're out of control, as you say, then it then it's probably a red. But I, I do think that rule is harsh. Um, it's one of them mm. where I think if there was VAR and the referee had sent him mm. off, they wouldn't overturn it. But if the referee didn't send him off, then they probably wouldn't have overturned that either. No, Sam, what do you I think, think on that one? It could have been a red card. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think it could have been. I, th- I think I think he gets the ball, but it's the uncontrolled off off a of two feet. I yeah. I have to say I don't think it's a I don't think it's a great tackle, but I also don't think that. Based on how they're talking about it, you think he, you know, plucked up a, a bolt action and shot him in the leg. Like, you know, he got up, he was fine, he's carried on playing, he's get over it. Like, it, things happen in the game and you talk about it, and, and that type of stuff's fine. The thing that I don't like is the Schmodix incident is when a team has won the league and he's going to celebrate with their fans and you just deck him. That's That's not football, that's not in the game, yeah. that's not in the moment, yeah. that's just being a knobhead. And yeah. that, for me, is the finable thing. 
celebrating with an inflatable trophy in front of other fans. Like, get a grip. Jamie Vardy's made a career off of celebrating in front of fans. Like, did it last night as well. Yeah, he did, and which was funny because all my Leeds friends were kicking off big time. But, um, <laughs> like, genuinely, like, I just think, I, I, I think of everything that, that happened in the game, that was the most scandalous thing. And then the moment that they're not talking about is how close Schmodix is from Jack Cork's face when he kicks the ball at him when he's on the floor. That yeah, yeah. There was a tackle when they got tangled and Jack Cork falls to the floor and then loads of Burnley players ran in. I'm thinking, eh, what's this? And I, I watched it back with my dad and he belts the ball literally that far away from his head. And, and like Alex Ferguson said, it, it could have been killed. It could have killed him. It could have killed him. But it, it's just, you know, like I say, it's just shocking. But you, you expect nothing less. Like, this is a thing. You, you expect nothing from them. You don't expect to get anything like, oh, yeah, Burnley deserved it and they did this and they did that. They're all gloits anyway. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, even the... Um, I can't remember his name. Is it... It's Adam Cattrall, talk sport boxing reporter. He's a Blackburn fan. Even he refused. He's, it, it, it was like Someone said, oh, I need to talk to you about last night. I said, don't do this to me. Well, you know, I don't want to talk about that. And he went, look, listen... I'm not going to talk about it. All I'll say is Vincent Company's done a good job there and they've, they've been the best team in the league all year, so they deserve it. But apart from that, that's all I'll say. And, and that's that's the most praise I've heard of Blackburn mm-hmm. fan givers. Having said that, I will give Dan from Rovers Chat some credit. He messaged me last night before anybody and said, I just want to say congratulations, mate. Um, but then he did go on to say um, how, he, how he got a lot of respect for company for bollocking Brownell. So I just sent him a but selfie of me at Evil Park. Some, some of them are really good. Like some, some of them are, some of them are right, all right. Like, but I, I just feel like obviously it comes with the territory. It's the big rivalry and they're not going to paint us in, you know, that we're not, we're not exactly best mates with loads of Blackburn fans, are we really? But, you know, the, the, the thing with me is, of all the teams we've played this season, because for some reason, when you go to Premier League, nobody tweets about anything, nobody messages you about all. But when you're in Championship, fans from other teams message you left, right and centre. Yeah. But I have had genuinely no positive interaction with a single Blackburn fan since last night or before the game or all season long. There's not a single positive one. And I'm not saying that there's, you know, there's a subsection of dickheads in every fan base, but... I'm sure theirs is about 95%. I'm sure it is. Because yeah, I don't be. exactly like talking to many of them. No, well, I am a bit petty with stuff like that. And when when I was growing up as a kid, like if I started talking to somebody, like a young lad, and like ended up, you know, potentially being mates, if he ever turned around and said, oh, I'm a Blackman fan, I would cut it away instantly and just won't speak to him again. <laughs> so I am the same. I don't have any Blackman fans because I refuse to talk to him. Um, I've grown up a bit now. Like, I'll, I'll talk to him now. Um, but uh, back yeah. then... It's really weird, isn't it? Like when, when you have these interactions with like Twitter, Twitter's fine. Like I don't mind that. But I went to Benicassim a few years ago and I remember we just watched Liam Gallagher. It was one of the best things I've ever seen. Like he played all Oasis songs. It was mint. And I turned around, there were a lad in a Blackburn shirt behind me. I had my Burnley shirt on. I just thought, you've ruined my entire evening <laughs> just by being <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's funny because I remember once, this is going back a long time ago, but I was walking around Cheshire Oaks um, and my ex-girlfriend used to live near there. Um, and she so she didn't really get the rivalry, obviously. But I had um, just normal clothes on and I was walking around and I seen a Blackman shirt at distance. And I went, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, because I was that angry when I saw it. She's like, what, what? I went, Blackman fan. She's like, you're pathetic. You're pathetic. You're so pathetic. I'm like, I'm not. This is this is literally it. And I think, like, when I was living in Preston for a few years, it'd be the same when I saw a Preston fan. I'm like, for God's sake. Because sometimes I'd say, oh, the Clarets or something like that, walking past them. And then when I nearly got decked, I thought I should probably go up and roll my 
See, my uh, missus has started doing that. We went to, we went, um, we were going around the mall at, uh, at Blackburn and there were. I, I refuse to go there. If I don't have to go there. See, I if I do go, go there, there. I'm, I'm in the Burnley club and that's it. I'm making sure that I've arrived. Like, that's it. It's like, get back in your grovel and piss off. I'm here now. Um, this, this is our place now. Sod off. Um, but there were a family walking along and this, this kid in a Blackburn top and my missus walked ahead and I just thought, I'm not. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. I miss it. Just turned around and went. I found myself scowling, and it's a young kid, and it's not really the kid's fault. It's the parents. Oh yeah, yeah. And I just thought, you know what? I love that. I love that. She got birthday money the other day. We went down to the claret store yesterday. Prior to the match, she got the third shirt, and she saw a short the keeper shirt, the green one in short sleeve, and she thought, oh, I get that as well. About a hundred quid that she had on her, she'd spent eighty-two of it in there, and she went, "That's your fault." As walked out, I went. I'm not even sorry. I'm not even sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair enough. It's getting to about an hour now, so I still will start wrapping up. But um, obviously, we always do the man of the match for wrap-up. I normally bring the league table in as well. Uh, and because we are now confirmed as champions, I will do that in just a few minutes. But if you are late to the stream, I've just seen a message from Kurt who says, sorry, late to the chat. Unfortunately, I was at work. Looking forward to listening back later. Yet when I do end the stream, which will still be in about 10 minutes yet, so don't go anywhere just yet, you will be able to watch it back as and when you want to. And of course, I will put the audio version out on all your podcast providers as well. But lads, man of the match. I know Benson got it off Sky and obviously he came on. It was a game-changing sub, so I can fully respect that. Um, I just think it's a bit of an easy easy get out to give it the guy that scored the winning goal. Don't get me wrong, he played well when he came on. Um, I'm going to give it Al Dakil. I thought he played well. Uh, to say he was, you know, I think someone put in the comments earlier. We've had so many comments today. I'm not going to find it again, so I'm not going to try. But when he signed for us, I think he'd played 28 professional games, someone said. And he's not played that many for us. And to be thrown in at the deep end in a, one of the fiercest rivalry, in my opinion, in the Northwest, because it's all these other ones are all manufactured Man City, Man United, Bolly. It's only really Man United, Liverpool, which I think will, will, will come close. Um, all the rest are all just Preston Blackpool can sod off. Accrington Morecambe, is that even a rivalry? Who cares? Um, but <laughs> he's, just, he's just been brought in in that game where we can win at Ewood. Um, to uh, and played very, very well. There was a, li- a few moments where he wasn't great on the ball, but he defended really, really well. And we kept them quiet because we had um, two decent centre-backs at the back. Um, well, two makeshift centre-backs who played well. Um, Dan, I'll come to you first on this one. I'm going to go Al Dakil. Who are you going to go for? I was going to say exactly the same as you, mate. I thought it was pretty solid. Um, I think it's sometimes maybe easy for him to shine when, obviously... Taylor does give you palpitations a few bit times at, at the back. So when one stands out, maybe it's. Uh, but then I'm, I'm not going to dull it down. He did. He did play well, um, and you know it, we could have been at more trouble if Taylor and Mats and and Alderkill were uh, struggling. So yeah, I, I'm with you. Alderkill was solid enough for me to uh, take the uh, man of the match. Samuel, your thoughts? Well, thank you very much for painting a weird image of you know someone who's going to pick Manuel Benson. So thank you for that. But obviously (laughs) Manuel Benson, like, you know, I mean, as much as, you know, you always do go for the guy who scores the goal, the guy changed the game. Like he he does in every single appearance he makes. Every time he comes on, he makes the team better. Millwall at home, best player on pitch. Rotherham, like best player on pitch. QPR, again, probably best player on pitch. Like, you know, he's, he's, He's a special, special player and, and and he's getting the plaudits with, you know, links to big clubs. Like, you know, yeah. he got links the other day to Marseille, Brescia Dortmund, teams like that. He's a, he's, he's a good player. Um, and 
and the goal just uh, just genuinely just uh, the the best feeling I, I saw us beating three 0 at the turf. That that was nothing compared to last night. That was incredible. Right. Yeah, it really, really was. Winning the league in their own backyard. I've said it on Twitter, but I'll say it again. It will never be topped. They cannot repeat that. They can sit there in the little armchairs with all the rotten newspapers from 1995 and 2001 and go, oh, look at this, 1995. We've won a trophy in your backyard. The, the season doesn't work like that. We always play them in the same time mm-hmm. to prevent things like this happening. But because we both got to the quarterfinal of the FA Cup, which is rare in itself as well, mm-hmm. it's just not going to happen like this again. For, for one team, to be running away with the league and both get to the quarterfinals and then the fixtures to be moved to a point where we can win. It's just, they, they will never get the chance to do that. They can live as long as they want. They're, they're, they're saying, I always see I always see on Twitter is, they'll see things, sorry, we've seen things that they will never see and they'll put a picture up of them lifting the the, the Premier League or, or the, the Worthington Cup as it was back in 2001. You'll never see us, uh, you'll never see yourselves win something at Turf Moor. So we have seen something that you will never see and that is a fact um, but thank you for your um, man of the match shouts coming in. Uh, M. Mac says Murich. Um, Al Dakil for fly over Fred. Connor Norwood says Murich. Martin Stevenson says Murich. Uh, even though Murich didn't have much to do in terms of actual shots, he did come out and claim a lot of crosses, to be fair mm-hmm. to him, which was one of his weaknesses earlier in the season. But he's collecting crosses like Pokemon cards now. He does it really, really well. Uh, Jamet says Barnes. Kurt Leeming says Al Dakil. Uh, David Anthony's in the chat. Afternoon, mate. Hope you're well, buddy. You need to get me on this, he says. Uh, one day, mate, you can come on it. I keep saying you can come on it. Um, Kurt Leeming, Lyle Foster, for, Lyle Foster for not ripping that Bastard Rovers fan's head off. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Very well done. Um, Fly over Fred says Cullen for not battering that steward. Um, and Icky Punk anti football says Barnes. So, so a, a lot of interesting shouts there. Uh, then goes on to say purely for the handball. Um, yeah, fantastic. Um, absolutely fantastic. I, like I said, I thought it rolled Akil. I thought he played very, very well, but can 100% see why Murich will get it and can definitely see why Benson will get it. Um, but like I said, we'd always do end the show on taking a look at the league title. It kind of feels... Uh, Solent Clarence says, not mentioned Benson hit the bar from the wing. We did, mate. You must have not been in yeah. the chat at that point. We mentioned it quite early on. I actually got a video of that, um, but I haven't posted it anyway because it didn't go in. Um, but uh, we did mention that earlier on. Um, but yeah, let's have a look at the league table, shall we? Should be on your screen now. I'll just double check. There it is. Yeah, beautiful. Not much has changed, I'll be honest. I would have liked it if if we'd gone gold, but we haven't. It's still just got an arrow next to it. They need to update that to a C. Uh, but yeah, look at that. We are on 95 points. Yep, 95 points. Where are Blackburn? They're not second. They're not third. They're not fourth. They're not fifth. They're not sixth. They're not seventh. Ah, there they are, all the way down in eighth. And look at their form. Lost, drawn, 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 drawn. That's the literal definition of bottling the playoffs right there. If you look at that form. There's only Millwall really have got worse form than them, but at least they've got a bit of green in there. Everybody in the top half has got a bit of green in their form, apart from Blackburn Rovers. They are well and truly bottling it. Um, 30 points ahead of them. Absolutely fantastic. And they were all saying, man, the gap. Well, that's the biggest gap that you ever will see, lads. 30 points. Of course, now everything's done and dusted. League's done and dusted. 
we are, what is it, 13 points ahead of Sheffield United, who can now only get 12 points if they win every single game. If my maths is correct, I'm dreadful at stuff like that. Um, then you've got Luton in third, Millwall on fourth. If Sheffield United win tonight, I think they're promoted. Um, mm-hmm. So that'll be the last promotion spot sorted. Um, so you've got Luton, Middlesbrough, Coventry and Sunderland. Then you've got the two teams who are properly bottling the playoffs underneath them in Millwall and Blackburn. Millwall's form has been dreadful recently. Then outside chances for West Brom and Preston, but it'll be unlikely if any of them two, or even Norwich and Swansea, to be fair, um, can't really... Dis- Look at Swansea's form, by the way. Won the last four. Um, wow. But yeah, not much to really go on that, really, because obviously everything's everything's wrapped up there, boys. But how nice does that look? Sam, start with you, mate. It's, it's, it's just brilliant, isn't it? I mean, it just goes back to what I was saying. This is a fairy tale season. Like, yeah. you just have to, have to enjoy this. Like, you know, you, you don't see teams ever really go on and dominate the league like we have. I mean, it is ridiculous. You know, 82 goals scored. That's you know, mad. we only Middlesbrough. And we only conceded 34 and lost three games. Like, yeah. it's a madness season. But there was one thing that I was going to bring up, though, like really quickly, because I know you uh, I know you like to end it around an hour, an hour and ten. But what players do you think we're going to go up with? And which players do you think from the games like the QPR game, the Rotherham game and things like that, who do you guys think um, cut out for the Premier League and uh, we're going to cash in on, basically? Because I think there's a, I think personally there's a couple that we should do that haven't really set the game alight for me. Interesting. Um, I, think, I, think, I think Benson's clearly good enough for the Prem. THB is clearly, clearly good enough for the Prem. Bay is clearly good enough for the Prem. Um, I like Murich, and I know Neil is president of the Murich fan club, but I'm still slightly worried about him. Um, just, I just know that they'll get, he'll get more... I, I know I'm contradicting myself slightly here because I've just said he's got a lot better at crosses, but the crosses will be better next season, mm. put, put in by better players. Um, and I know we have been looking at um, people will... Uh, Sorry, I'm just reading the comment. I'm looking at other goalkeepers. I, if, if we stick with him, I wouldn't be that bothered, if I'm honest, because mm-hmm. I do like him. But I can understand if somebody said, mm, I'm not so sure. Um, I like Lyle Foster as well, and I still think he's adapting, but I want to see more from him. I want to see more from Cholinov, if I'm honest. I'm not sure, quite sure he's quite up to it yet, uh, but again, I think he needs more time. Um, I think Bastian might get released. I'm not sure mm-hmm. we can cash in too much on him. I don't know what his contract situation is. Obviously, we'll sell him for a little bit rather than release, but you know what I mean, let go. Um, obviously, Barnes is leaving. Um, I want Cork to skate to stay, should I say? Mm-hmm. Um, we looked so much better with him yesterday. Obviously, Cullen's good enough for the Prem. I've missed him. He, he'll, he again will be one of the most important players next season. Um, Matt Martson, I wouldn't be too bothered. I know apparently the rumours are we're looking at signing him. I don't think I'd be too bothered if we brought another fullback in to replace him. If we just let him go and didn't bring anyone in, then I'd be worried. But he gets found out defensively a lot for me. Um, yep, Charlie Taylor will be an interesting one, says Chris. I, th- I think he's leaving, if I'm honest. I've got no inside information. Just the way his persona is. Um, yeah. I, th- I think he's leaving. Because that left-back role isn't a traditional left-back role in this team anymore. Mm. It's different. Um, and I think I think because of that, he will leave. He might go back to Leeds if they go down, mm, um, yeah. which will be interesting. Good shout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sam, I'll come back to you, but you asked a question, so I'll let Dan answer that and, and see, 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 see who you've got lined up to be shipped out. Um, Burnley, some Burnley fans will slate me for it, but I don't think J Rod's going to be up to the Premier League either, alongside Barnes. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, he's had his injuries and things like that, but he's at that age now where he's going to be taking a lot longer to recover. Um, 
Again, I know you said you want to see more Cherlinov. For me, I think he's one that will probably go. I, I, I saw that obviously there were the links to Schalke. Um, I do agree with the Bastion one as well. Um, I'm not saying that we're going to have this gigantic overhaul again in the summer because we're not. We've been promoted, so we know what teams are going to be like. They're going to be asking for astronomical figures um, for players that aren't worth claiming like three rupees. But it's... It's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see who stays and who goes, who's committed and who's ready to and willing to be up to the fight. Because this time we're going to the Premier League with a completely different mentality, a rebranded club, a rebrand a branded team, and um, who knows? Like I say, that some of these loan players for me are, are, are what need to be shored up. But J is a big one. I think that's where we need to improve as well going forward. Up top, we need an out and out goal scorer. Yeah, we do. We, I, know, I, know, I know Vincent likes to play in the City style, and when he was there, um, they didn't have an out-and-out -out porcher. They had Aguero, but he was more of a number 10. Um, but now they've got the, the, the porcher Haaland, and they're much better, City. So I would like us to do that. Obviously, we're not going to get Haaland of that quality, and I understand why they're much better, because he's fucking amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, Colin Orwood, he reckons Jay's off to the MLS. Um, <laughs> and some people saying, um, here it is from Katie McGee, um, seeing Jay and Barnes stood together, I'd say he's going to, so that'd be interesting. Uh, what about Twine? I'm not sure about Twine as well. I, th I think I, th I think he'll get another year, if I'm honest. I think he will get another year. Um, long move. Yeah. I've attempted to see him get a, get a, a long move. Sort of, yeah. if he can have a a McNally season, you know, yeah. where he's, he's playing, getting man of the match performances, he's getting that regular game time, then he'll come back to us if we stay up as well and be able to adapt quickly. But... Yeah, like Grim says there, there's, there's a few. I mean, Bailey, that's a good shout. Bailey yeah, is a uh, second-string keeper. In, I'll be very surprised if Bailey's here because we've got, obviously, the PSG keeper, who's third choice at the minute. And if we bring another keeper in then who will give competition to Muric, I think then that means Bailey's gone, personally. Mm -hmm, yeah. um, go on then, Sam. Answer your own question, mate, because obviously you must have some good opinions on this one to ask the question. I feel like, I feel like it might be a bit of a controversial one, but for me sidestepping everything you guys have said unintentionally because you, you kind of just set it up for me. Um, so Twine, totally agree on loan. I think send him out on loan. I don't think he's Premier League ready. I don't think he's had enough championship game time and that's already a huge jump from League One. I think he needs more game time. McNally, cash in. He's been brilliant. Put him in a package deal for Big Vic. 100% yeah. sort that out. Be brilliant. Um, Bastian, for me, I think he's done enough to be a squad player, maybe a lone player, because I think when he's coming, he's got goal. He's uh, got goal. He's got a goal. He's you know he's he's got an assist. He's played okay in the cup games. I know they were, they were against lesser competition, but we've seen Bastian in roles in games, kind of not really be given a proper chance. I didn't think he were too bad against Huddersfield first game of the season, and after that, he's been getting cameo appearances. The main one for me. I don't see what some some Burnley fans see in Lyle Foster. I'm sorry, I just don't. For seven million to ten million quid, I, I don't expect one goal. I just don't. Yeah. Like, I, and I know. All I'm going to say is there, Sam Ashley Barnes. He didn't really rip it up for us in the Championship when he came in. Yeah. He got the odd goal here and there. Then went on to bang goals in for fun at the, in the Premier League. I don't know. It's mm -hmm. about us how we adapt. You're going to get a bit more space in the Premier mm -hmm. League. You know, we know how aggressive the Championship can be. If he can sort of take that aggression from the championship and utilise it in the Premier League, we could have a decent player that everyone's thought, he's shit, get him out. 
But yeah. you know, we said it with Barnes. We said it with Barnes. Didn't we? we said Barnes should go yeah, yeah. and look at the look at the season he's had. So I don't know. Lyle Foster lacks. Uh, Joe said the judgment sort of still yeah, a little, little bit there. Like it's not like the jury's out. With I think he's I yeah. think he's gone straight away. The the thing that I have with Foster is I've watched him in games and, and, and like I say, it's 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 personal opinion. I think Oberfeld in the championship has a better track record of scoring goals and deserves more of a shot of getting of, of being given a chance in the starting eleven than Lyle Foster does. Lyle Foster's yeah. come from the league out of nowhere, like some of the other players have. And I, I mentioned it to my dad the other day, Oberfemi was our summer number one striker transfer target. What's changed buying him in January than there was in the summer? Because we wouldn't have had Lyle Foster... I don't think if we'd have if we'd have had Oberfemi and Oberfemi starts all season. My thing with my thing with it is when he's changing this team up and he's and he's changing things around, you also have to look at the like because like I say, I can only say from what I've seen, is in games, he's always one of the first people to be brought off. And the reason why that yeah. happens is because if you're not affecting a game in your position, then you're instantly gonna be. Well, he's not like like Johan did yesterday in Vitinho. Vitinho won't cut it on the right hand side. Pulled mm. off Benson. Go on, do your stuff. Uh, caught. Come on, show midfield up. Bring Brownell in. Play him in that cam roll. I didn't think Goodmanson were very good in the first half. No, I think Lyle Foster will has the potential to get better. But you bought him in January, and and he's had more opportunities than a lot of players have have, have been given. And I, all I've seen was a decent first half against Rotherham where he held the ball up a little bit, a, a little bit better and sprayed the ball left and right. But I, I just haven't seen dominance in front of goal. When he has been in front of goal, the only goal he's got is Wigan. He went through on goal um, in the cup and, and just chipped into the keeper's hands. He's not in the areas for the cutbacks. And I know that could be the way we're playing and us not being brilliant since the international break going forward. But... And I know, I, I, and I totally appreciate what you're saying about the whole balancing. But for me, I just think I would have liked to have seen a little bit more. And I think yeah. the players that we've mentioned could get shipped out have had a lot less game time and done a lot and, and done a little bit more. And we're saying, oh, Bastian could get shipped out. This player could get shipped out. La Foster statistically only has a goal for Burnley, like, and he was bought for nearly ten million quid. Yeah, I, th I think for me, I think the problem with Foster is the price tag. I think if we were brought in for yeah. two million quid, a lot of people would be saying, "Ah, just give him a bit more time; it's mm -hmm. fine." And I, 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 yeah, obviously, you, you're bringing someone in for nearly ten million quid. You're expecting someone to hit the ground running, but it doesn't always work like that. I think, unfortunately, he's come from a different country. He's come mm -hmm. from a different playing style. Probably, he's going to need time to adapt. I would give him more time. I'd give him at least another year. And if he's still not cutting it next year, but I think he's been getting better personally. Uh, I could see from, from his earlier games, he did look a little lost. I think recently, his last few games, he has looked better. You mentioned there, holding up well against Rotherham. I think that's what he's been brought in for as well. So I don't mm. think, I never think we're going to get a great goals return off him. He will score goals, but I always think he's going to be the type of player to play in that role where he's holding the ball up and getting your, your likes of Zorori and, and, and Benson on, on, on the ball, on the wings, and then maybe coming back to be there for the mm. cutbacks as well, which is something he needs to be better on. Um, but yeah, I, I do want to see more from him. But I have started seeing signs of improvement, and I know I know this is an easy get out from the club because I know a lot of journalists keep saying the club are very happy with him behind the scenes. So 
they, they, they must be they must be they must be happy for the, they must be saying that to the journals to either mm-hmm. a just relieve a bit of pressure off him or because you know they've, they've got good stats and they're, they're impressed with him but I won't ship him out just yet I'd wait I'd no. wait another I'd, I'd wait an, at least another 18 uh, give him 18 months overall so if he's still mm-hmm. poor this time next year then maybe it's time to have that discussion but for now I think I think just uh, relax a little bit mm-hmm. with him yeah. I think I think he'll come good. Um, but thanks, lads. Um, it's been a pleasure. Um, I had some good numbers on this one. It's been over 100 for quite a while. Um, I was a little bit worried at the time of starting it that it would be quite low numbers despite going up yesterday um, because I can't do later. I would have done around 8 o'clock uh, when I'm starting work at 8 and my little boy has a football training class in 40 minutes. So I am going to have to wrap it up now. So thanks, everybody, for watching. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, everybody, for commenting as well. It's always good when people comment. It keeps the show going sometimes. Like I said, I've not written anything down for this show. It was great that Sam asked that question at the end. Then it gives us another 20 minutes. Uh, today, I didn't. I didn't uh, you, should, you should start being the producer or something, Sam, because when, when you come up with something and you have a bit of a controversial thing, it always ends, always gives them some just, good minutes. Just let me know, mate. I, I'll, I'll have some of that turf cast monetization. <laughs> Mate, 10% would literally get you about a quid a month. And that's how much money Turfcast makes. But um, yeah, thank you, lads, for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Sam. I know you were working today. Uh, and thanks, Dan. I know you've been busy as well. I know your missus probably just put your tea down, I think, next to you as well. Um, cup of tea. Cup, <laughs> cup of tea. tea. There you go. Um, but thanks, everybody. It's been a pleasure. And let's just remember, and let's remember it forever, we won the league at Ewood Park and there's nothing they can ever do or take that away from us. Get in there. <laughs> Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 